It is great to be back. It is. It's great to see you. It's great to be with you. It's great to feel your energy and be a part of you. And I think that that is true for all of us, really, um, since we are the body of Christ. And as far as that goes, I just want to thank you two for, for the flowers for this Sunday and, and celebrating everyone being back together. That's beautiful. Thanks, God. We hear you. We're with you. This is the good stuff. And, um, and I love good stuff. And thinking about that, we have our three very short scripture passages. That's going to be our focus today. You're going to find them in your bulletins. And let's just read these one right after the other. And if you join with me, we'll start with the one from Proverbs. That says, As a person thinks, so they are. And then, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things and... Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind to reflect the will of God as to what is good, acceptable, and perfect. And with this scripture and with our spirits together, may God bless our understanding and our living of this abundant life. Amen. Well, in addition to loving being back together, I just want to say, I love summer. (laughs) I love summer, and I love you very much. And I love being back together. And last summer, Laura and I had uh, some wonderful time off, and uh, that gave me some good time to reflect. And... I actually spent a lot of time thinking about you and um, thinking that we have an incredible church here. We have beautiful relationships that get fashioned here. Relationships that, that exist and thrive far outside of these church doors. I think about the incredible help and outreach that we have the privilege of, of sharing here and that we do so with people in need. And then, of course, naturally along those lines, I was also thinking about mixing boards. (laughs) You know those massive massive mixing boards um, that that they have in in recording studios, these massive, they loaded with dials and switches and sliders and all this kind of stuff, and they have them in concert halls and everything. Loads of things to tweak and to adjust. And before I go on, I know what some of you are thinking right now. Some of you are thinking that over the summer, this guy is cracked. (laughs) But hear me out. Hear me out. Because over these last few weeks, I started thinking about how our lives are a lot like these mixing boards. With all sorts of variables that we have to, to tweak and adjust and, and raise and lower. Like our scripture points out, we get to control the input, 
the volume, the mix, and the output that creates this total experience that we call reality. It's all at our fingertips. And in terms of outreach, this is also what we get to offer others as well. We get to help others with their mix, and we get to contribute to, to their mix, to give them a, a, a more healthy blend in their lives. As our scripture says, as a person thinks, so they are. And then it also says, therefore, be careful what you think about, think about these things. If you want a great experience, if you want a loving, a happy, a meaningful experience, and that, I think, is like having a magic wand. Where we get to think of the ideal, heaven on earth, God's ultimate will, knowing that that's always good and loving and creative, then we get to take that and with our intention, with our, with our action, we get to take this ideal and we get to to raise the level of, of some things over here to help get us closer. We get to lower the input of some other things that are taking us away. And then we also have the power and the ability to simply unplug or mute some things that need to be turned off. So our scripture says what we think creates our experience of life. As a person thinks, so they are. That is huge. That's huge. That's everything. And because it's so big, it then shares very particularly what to think about to make that good happen for you and for everyone around you. You have the power This is saying you have the power at your fingertips even to turn a hell realm into something that is uplifting and good. And as we also know, we also have the power to take the good and to turn that into a hell realm. Everything can be going fine. You know, you've, you've been in a room or you've been in an environment and then, you know, somebody says some critical word or, or does something stupid, takes some kind of thoughtless action, and it just kills everything around it. Just brings everybody down and boom, somebody's day is ruined. Or the reverse. And this can occur and it does occur. It occurs throughout our lives, not just our spiritual, not just our mental. It occurs with our physical health. As we know, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this next week. And what we do to ourselves and others occurs with our mental health. What we do to ourselves and others with our words and our actions and our thoughts. What we do to our environment. And what we do with our spiritual health. We can turn a hell realm 
into something good. And we can turn the good into a hell realm. Depending on what you dial up or what you dial down. And of course, we know that well. We all lived through that 22 years ago tomorrow, September 11th, when in an instant, a switch was flipped and the reality of the world was changed one way. And then there's something that happened exactly one year ago on September 6th that changed things in a different way. There is a young man who I know very well who on that day, September 6th, one year ago, was driving home from Newark Airport. And it was about 7 a.m. and the traffic was, was heavy. And you know, in that heavy, heavy commuter traffic, you know, you can feel the tension. You can feel people getting edgy, right? People get testy and sometimes, you know, things can just snap. And this guy I know got distracted for a second while driving in this traffic on the George Washington Bridge, and he rear-ended the guy in front of him. It was a Toyota, older model. And it just, it just crunched the whole back end in. So, you know, they stop, they get out for a moment. What do people do? They start blowing their horns, like that helps anything, right? And so, you know, they, they quickly decide, you know, let's just drive to the end of the bridge somewhere. We're going to pull off. We'll do what we have to do. So I'm thinking about this and, like, talk about a, an instant bad day, right, for, from, for everybody. I mean, there's a bad day, obviously, for my friend. There's a bad day for all the people in the traffic jam, you know, that created. And then there's, there's this guy who got hit, right? I mean, here he is. He's just, he's just living his life. He's driving to work, he's minding his own business, and boom! Out of nowhere, no fault of his own, now he's got a wrecked car, and he's late for work, and he's gonna have to be dealing with this, with this mess, you know, for months, right? And you always get shortchanged in the deal. So what happens? Here's how life can turn on a dime. They get to the other side of the bridge, and this guy who gets hit, he gets out of his car, goes around, looks at the completely crunched rear end of his car, approaches the guy who I know, and you know what's coming next. This guy I know says, I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened. He goes, but it's, it's my fault. Well, you never say that right? Right? You never say that. You never apologize. You never admit guilt. You never take responsibility. You know, you're never supposed to treat somebody else like a, a human being, for God's sake. But he does. Well, this guy who just got hit walks up and he says, I'm so sorry too. Okay? Right? <laughs> The earth ish Turns out that this guy who got hit is a rabbi. 
and he's a professor of Jewish religion at Yeshiva at his car, he says, hey, come to class. Come to my class, like now, right? And gets introduced to this guy's class and to a whole bunch of rabbis. Percent of the time, right? In high-stress situations like this, you know exactly what's going conventional person who also happens to be a person. Now, after this encounter, as it turns out, you may know with an older car, you never get what the car is worth to you, and not to mention the hassle and everything else. So go fast forward now to just a few days ago, one year later, September 6, 2023. My friend's phone rings. It's a number that he doesn't recognize, but he answers it. And the guy at the other end says, Happy anniversary! <laughs> and he goes, do you know who I am? Now, completely out of context, my, my friend goes, no. And the guy says, the car accident? A year ago? It was a year ago today, he says. Now he's thinking, oh my God, this guy has my phone number. So the guy says, you know, I just wanted to call because I was thinking about you, and you know my rabbi friends still talk about you, and I wish you well. Right? Extraordinarily remarkable. We do not have control over some of the things that happen to us. But we have extraordinary control over how we respond to ourselves and how we respond to others. So you know what? Talk about magic wands. This guy was a reality shifter. He turned the dial and he created grace out of garbage. We have that power. And that is our faith. And by the way, when I say that we have our faith, it's not lost on me either that this guy was a rabbi of the Jewish faith. Because our faith is not limited to the Jewish faith or the Christian faith alone. But it is counter to the world, to a lot of the world. Because our collective faith, for as remarkable as what this guy did, says, you know what? Do that 100% of the time, and what a difference in the world we could make together. And that's what it's about. And, you know, as we're ready to close along these lines, although this message gets hidden from the view of the world and our culture, we don't hear this kind of a thing happening. This isn't front page news. This isn't the part of the news alerts that we get on our, on our phone or on our watches or anything. 
You know, news alert, fresh, you know, somebody did a good thing. It gets buried, hidden. But our faith takes what gets hidden from view and says, you know what, look here, remember this, listen to me, think of these things that get hidden from view. And so in that vein, as a reminder of what gets hidden sometimes but brought to light through our faith, I would say, you know, if you, for example, were to look under your pew cushions and just kind of run your hand under the pew cushion and just kind of feel along, you might find something that has been hidden from your view that you didn't know was there. But because I'm telling you, you do know it's there. So go ahead, take your hands and, and see what's under your pew cushion. Or if you're in the choir here, they're, they're, sorry, they're up here under the, behind. Or if you're in the balcony, they're behind your hymnals. And you might find something that if you weren't told, you wouldn't know. And there, you might see some nuggets. These are our scripture passages. There's a couple of quotes there, some from Einstein. There's a a beautiful quote and a thought from Elizabeth Gilbert there. And... um, There's a beautiful photograph, you know, think about that in relation to the Einstein quotes and perspective. What is it? Is it a bunch of dust or is it something else? And then there's a a poem on the other side of the page, and it's called Reality. And the poet who wrote this is offering a different perspective other than what we are talking about. And this young poet's name is, it's pronounced Connie, Connie Gorkin. And she wrote this. Today was the absolute worst day ever. And don't try to convince me that there's something good in every day because when you take a closer look, this world is a pretty evil place. Even if some goodness does shine through once in a while, satisfaction and happiness don't last. And it's not true that it's all in the mind and heart because true happiness can be attained only if one's surroundings are good. It's not true that good exists. I'm sure you can agree that the reality creates my attitude. It's all beyond my control. And you'll never in a million years hear me say, today was a very good day. Thanks for bringing me down. This is what some people call reality. And yet... What this poet wants to show us is that when you change your perspective, you can be looking at the exact same thing, but if you look at it in a different way, that difference can be life-changing. And while life often looks down, faith looks up. And so, as we close with this poem, we're going to look up. And we're going to read the same poem, same words, but we're going to start with the bottom line and we're going to read up together and see what we find.
Okay, let's read this together. Today was a very good day, and you'll never in a million years hear me say, it's all beyond my control. My attitude creates the reality. I'm sure you can agree that it's not true that good exists only if one's surroundings are good. True happiness can be attained because it's all in the mind and heart. And it's not true that satisfaction and happiness don't last. Some goodness does shine through once in a while, even if this world is a pretty evil place. Because when you take a closer look, there's something good in every day. And don't try to convince me that today was the absolute worst day ever. As a person thinks, so they are. You have the control. And with that control, and with God, it's going to be a great year. Amen. <laughs>